Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. So for those of you who have been listening to our podcast for some time, it's probably no secret to you that for us, family brand and has so much to do with creating a culture of belonging in our homes where every member of the family feels loved and accepted for who they are as they are. And, you know, we have this mission to build and strengthen families as part of that. And when we take someone through our, our actual program, we have them look at who their family's been, look at their family's like heritage and their history. We have them look at who they're committed to being today and strengthening and building their family and creating that culture of belonging. And then we also have them get really clear on who they're going to be moving forward. And what's interesting is the topic today touches on everything that family brand actually stands for and everything that we're about. I don't even know that Melissa and I realized that until we really started diving into this topic. And it's something we believe in a lot, but I think it's overlooked in a lot of families, the real power of it. And that is the power of traditions. Or as they say in Fiddler and Fiddler on the Roof, tradition. <laughs> but it's like, we've talked about this a lot in our own family with other people, but it wasn't until we started looking at all the research around it that it's like, yeah, traditions link you to your family, to your heritage, to your past. Traditions are one of the most powerful things you can do to create strength in your family, identity in your family, belonging, help create relationships that last. And then it's also a predictor of like who you're going to become and like what traditions you're going to continue to follow to create the family that you want. We thought this would be a really fun conversation to have right now leading into the holiday season because a lot of times traditions are centered around holidays. So we want to give you the opportunity to reflect on what are your traditions that you're doing. We'll get into more more details of exactly how you can reflect and we'll have some suggestions for you too. Yeah, this is something that we've been doing for a few years now, maybe several years, where we just use the holiday season kind of and kind of the year end to just review our traditions. And just to see like, do the traditions we have, are they still serving our family? Are they our traditions? Are there new traditions that we want to start? Because I think sometimes we, Melissa and I were kind of unintentional in the beginning of our marriage. And after we first started having kids, I think we just kind of adopted, there was like her family's traditions, my family's traditions, but we hadn't really taken the time to create our traditions. And and certainly some of the traditions we now have as a family, some of those come from Melissa's family, some come from my family, but we've, I would say our most meaningful traditions are the ones that we've created together with just our family. And I wish we'd have been aware of, as simple as that sounds, aware of the opportunity to do that. And another thing that's interesting, and I think we talk about this, it seems like all the time on the podcast, but when we've asked our kids, just like we asked um, our children, their favorite vacations they've ever been on, and and every uh, the top 10 were the most simple vacations, none of the big extravagant ones. Same thing with traditions. When we've asked our children what their favorite traditions are and have been, it's always the most simple. Like the eve of Christmas Eve, we always watch Elf 
and have pizza and root beer. <laughs> just a tradition we started. And they, it just accidentally started, though, and it was like, oh, that was fun last year. Let's do it again, and then again, and again, and again. Yeah, and there's some bigger traditions that they like, but the ones they look forward to the most seem to be the most simple, where we're just spending time together as a family. But yeah, I think it's an opportunity at the end the, around the holiday season to review your traditions, to create new ones. And I think that that's also a cool thought, thought to have is that what, what traditions are we creating? Traditions don't just have to be these things that we've followed forever and we never go back and revisit them. Yes, totally. And we have this really cool article that, that we'll link in the show notes that talks a lot about traditions. It was published um, many years ago, but I think everything is still super relevant. But one thing that I thought was um, interesting, it talked about um, a survey that was done and it said the top 15 family traditions. I just thought this was just interesting. It said the first one is Christmas, then birthdays, family vacations, third, then Easter, Sunday dinner, visits to relative, fixed time for supper, Thanksgiving, um, so on and so forth, reunions, house cleaning routines, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve dinner table seating. It was just eye-opening to see what what other families across the board are their top are their top traditions. And I think sometimes we don't think of things like mealtime or certain day of the week that we eat a certain meal. Like I don't think we think of that as traditions, but I think it's powerful because it might hold more meaning when you think of it rather than just like a routine or something we've committed to. Like, no, this is a tradition. And I think one of the coolest things for me about traditions is I, I just, you've heard me say this before, but I think it's so important that we individually and our children, that we have things in our lives that we know that we can count on. Whether it's large or small, complex or simple, I think the more things in a person's life that they feel like they can count on or know they can count on, it just creates this confidence in every area of their life. And so traditions are a way to create some of that. It's like, hey, look, you can count on every eve of Christmas Eve that we're going to watch Elf and have pizza and root beer. And you might think that the extent of that is just, oh, it's fun that we watch elf every Christmas Eve of Christmas Eve, but I actually think it goes much deeper than that. It's not just that we're doing something that they look forward to and that's that's fun. It's sending this subliminal message that, hey, this is another thing that you can count on. And I think the more certainty someone has in their life and the more certainty children have, it just builds this confidence and this identity and this strength. And I just think as human beings, we love having things that we know we can count on, that we can look forward to. I think my favorite quote out of this article, that says, you know, just talking to Anne about like that strength that says traditions strengthen and support families and strong families tend to create more traditions. Mm. Yeah. I think that's super insightful. So traditions strengthen families and strong families have more traditions. Yes. But I would say that we all, we would also want to bring this to the conversation is now is the perfect time to also examine though. Are we just doing traditions (laughs) just for the sake of, of doing traditions and they don't necessarily even serve us anymore. Actually, I think now that you're saying that I was trying, I was actually, I was trying to remember what caused us to start reviewing our traditions because that wasn't a practice we had. It was actually around the holiday season. A number of years ago, Melissa came to me and she was like, you know what? I love Thanksgiving. I love the fall. I love Christmas. And this year I feel so stressed and overwhelmed. And like, we're constantly saying yes to another party or an event or gathering and just we're running all over the place saying yes to all these things, but not really connecting as a family. And it was kind of getting pulled into maybe other people's traditions. Mm -hmm. That was the year I think that caused us to sit back and say, okay, what are the traditions that are meaningful to us? What are we going to plug into? What are we not going to plug into? 
And that was the year we came up with that question heading into the next year that before we said yes to something, we would ask the question, will it promote peace? Yeah. That was really useful. I think you're right. Like it's not just about saying yes to as many traditions. And just piling on more and more traditions and all these. We had to do something basically every night we're scheduled with all of these traditions. I actually think one of the a good filter to maybe view your traditions, your existing traditions or new ones that you're thinking about having a, a, a lens or a filter you could view it through is will this tradition allow us to connect in a meaningful way and spend time together as a family? That's actually one of the the benefits of traditions, according to research, is it does promote connection, not just between family, like living in the same household, but also talks between generations, if you so choose. You know, usually these um, traditions can be things that are passed on and that are shared between multiple generations. Because I I could easily see us creating a lot of traditions or saying yes to traditions that are, again, fun, but are actually taking us away from spending a lot of meaningful time with just our family. Another thing is, I think Melissa and I have realized at times we've had traditions, we've had we've had more traditions that involved other people and other families than we've had traditions for just our own little family. Mm-hmm. And I actually, my experience has been that if we flip that, it's been better for our family. We still have some traditions that involve other families or family members or friends. Like we have some of our closest friends, we go on a trip with them every summer. That's just become a tradition. So we, and those are super meaningful. And we look forward to them, but we've we've made it an intention to have more traditions for just our family because I think it's so easy, especially today, that it feels like everything we do we have to have another family come along, or a friend, or even like a husband and wife trip. Like if we're going to do a getaway, we got to have another friend, a couple come with us, and there's a time and place for that. But I also think that gives us opportunities to maybe hide <laughs> a little bit in those other people. And not maybe connect as much as we could or confront some things that might be useful to confront. So I, one one lens I would look through as you're thinking about reviewing your traditions and creating new ones is, will this promote us spending meaningful time together as a family? And then the second one is how many of those, how many of our traditions involve just our family? You know, where it's just, yeah, no one else. Okay, so now we're going to talk about some of our favorite traditions that we have as a family. And this would be where I would start too. I would just say, Hey, look at all the stuff we have. We have coming up this holiday season. Let's write out all the things we normally do and let's just review them one by one. Maybe get the family together and just say, Hey, we want to have the best Christmas. We celebrate Christmas, whatever holiday you celebrate. We want to have the best Christmas season we possibly can. Let's make a list of all of the traditions and things that we want to do. And then let's prioritize them and maybe you'll find out that something that you thought everyone really wanted to do and loved doing, they're not really that excited about. So you can move that more um, to the bottom of the, of the priority list, which is what happened for us one year. Um, I thought the kids really, really wanted to do gingerbread houses. So I was like stressed out trying to make the gingerbread houses happen. And then we had the conversation about it and they said, you know, I know I don't, I don't really want to do the gingerbread <laughs> gingerbread houses this year. So I think it can be really useful to enroll the family in this conversation too and just see realistically where where everyone's at. It also brings up sometimes an, an opportunity where someone will say, you know that thing we did last year for the first time? Like one year we randomly volunteered at um, kind of a soup kitchen, you know, type charity. And the following year, our kids were like, that was the most fun thing that we did last year. It's like, oh, well, let's do that again. And that started a tradition that we now have. 
So I'd really, yeah, like to Melissa's point, I think it would be cool to just sit down and say, okay, what are the, what are the things we look forward to the most, the traditions we have? What are some things maybe we did last year that haven't been a tradition that we want to make a tradition? But yeah, that was really useful for us to do that. So yeah, so some of our favorite traditions are, I've shared some of them already, but Eve of Christmas Eve, we always do a nativity scene on Christmas Eve. Uh, we go volunteer, you know, around some type of organization that's helping, you know, those usually around meals, helping provide meals or deliver meals. We have the last few years we've gone and watched Christmas Carol play yeah. with our older kids. That's been really fun. Yeah. Go to downtown Gilbert, watch a Christmas Carol and then grab some lunch or something. Mm-hmm. Trying to think. I know there's more. Yeah. the We usually do gingerbread houses. Usually on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we started this maybe five or six years ago with my family is we have a pie contest. Super fun. <laughs> and it's fun. Like it would happen that. You know, on Thanksgiving, maybe we all couldn't be together. You know, uh, maybe one sister was at her husband, you know, the in-laws house or whatever. So we started getting together after Thanksgiving and only doing pie, but it's an actual contest. So everyone brings their best pies and it's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> Lots of trash talking. There's a real, there's an actual trophy that Melissa had made on, got off from Amazon. Yep. And even, even the kids, like my kids love you know, scouring Pinterest to try and find the best, the best looking pie. We bake together and then we bring it. Um, usually we go to my mom, my mom's house and we have this um, grading system, I guess, scoring, judging system where everyone, everyone gets a say in it, but you, you come out with like a winner. That is so fun. We also do, I don't know if you'd call it a secret Santa, but where you and the kids have done this last several years, identify a family and then you drop off like one thing a night for several nights. Like, Yeah. That was kind of put together by our church, but it was more of a, you know, there's people in our neighborhoods that you like, I think last year, um, it was a woman that whose husband had just passed away. And so it was just a little meaningful. Um, actually, it was actually a nativity set, but every night we would deliver on her door, like a piece of the, of the nativity set. Yeah, and talk about, really like that. talk about how she came out and- I can't even remember it, but she somehow knew it was you or came out and found you the last night you delivered it and just, yeah, that was actually, um, that was the woman that found us. (laughs) That was actually the year before that. Um, it was a woman that had just got, um, diagnosed with cancer that was living a couple of streets over and she had, I was kind of hiding in my car and I let the kids run to the door and it was the last night too, right? Yeah, it was the last night. And I thought I was I was hidden good, but she, I wasn't. And she came out and she just said like, she had really looked forward forward to that. Like every, every night it was something that she had looked forward to. Yeah. And, and maybe that's already a tradition that most families have, but maybe there's an opportunity for, for all of us to just make giving in various ways, part of our tradition around the holidays. And I know we're talking specifically around the holidays. And I think there's a really cool opportunity to do that now. And that's why we're shooting this episode now, but to also just look at your traditions year round but around the holidays, yeah, I would say our most meaningful, most memorable, probably the, the one that our children look forward to the most is, is our traditions around giving and serving in whatever whatever way that looks like. Isn't it so fun, as I reflect on that experience, isn't it so fun to like in secret deliver things like on someone's door and just the excitement of like not wanting to get caught and running and just everything, preparing these gifts and not knowing exactly how it's all going to go down. I remember you saying that that was something that was a really strong tradition for you growing up, like that your mom was always very aware of people in the community that 
maybe could use some extra things at Christmas. Tell me more about that. Yeah, totally. My mom's amazing that way. She's just super thoughtful and always thinking about other people. And we'd always identify at least a couple families that she just somehow knew like they were in need and we would secret Santa them. My mom never wanted them to know it was us or never wanted any credit for it. But I remember like, I don't have a whole lot of memories of gifts that I got when I was a kid. You know, maybe I can remember a couple like bigger things, but I remember every family that we delivered to and how much joy. I mean, I, I, I might not have thought of that at the time as a kid, but now I totally got way more joy and fulfillment out of giving to those families. And I did anything I got on Christmas day. And it was just this awesome tradition that, yeah, it's just the, it's not only fulfilling, but it is fun like to like be secret and not get caught. And like our kids have really loved the nativity because they get to go back to the same house every night. I think it's like almost a challenge to not get caught every night, but then they know that they, they also get a sense of the deeper meaning that they're delivering something that has meaning. And over time, like the whole thing comes together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just think that, you know, and I, I don't know if we would call this a tradition, but one of the traditions I would say too, that just our, our view of how we've approached Christmas is Melissa and I just had this discussion really early on. We were married and I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it was because we didn't have a whole lot of money, but we were trying to do it in the name of being good parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we just decided like, we're just not going to make Christmas gifts a big deal because if we just never start that maybe it'll just not turn into that and our kids certainly get gifts like I shared on a podcast recently you listened to that one about how we wanted to try and have a Christmas where we maybe didn't do that many gifts and then Indy our she just turned five within the last couple weeks she caught wind of that and she was like (laughs) not (laughs) not happy about that idea. She let us know consecutive days in a row for a long time. But that's not going to be a good idea. (laughs) But maybe, you know, that could be a fun tradition to like experiment with. Like, hey, we're not going to get any gifts this Christmas. We're going to donate our Christmas or we're going to get less gifts than we would normally. And instead we're going to, you know, there's just different things you can experiment with. But I definitely think, and again, our traditions around the holidays are a mix of other people and family. And then some of our our own traditions that we do with just our family. Yes. And I would say, again, just choose those traditions that are going to allow you to have more connection and create more, like we kind of said at the beginning, more like forming identity and belonging and just really strengthening to you. And if if it feels stressful or like too much, maybe this is the year that, that you let it go. But I know that traditions can, can do all those things. It can help create belonging, identity, strengthen you. And just, I think they're just fun. Well, happiest of holidays. Yes, have the best holidays and really enjoy them. Spending time with with those that you love. See you next week. Hey there, thanks for listening to today's episode. To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes. And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.